You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is the story of how one small island conquered the world. Jamaican Patwa. And a fair start, a Sapa Pound. Usain Bolt is also out well. Here they come down the track. Usain Bolt! It's a story of music, sport, and style. How its rhythms, athletes, and language went global. Pull up, pull up! This is how Jamaica conquered the world. Now available on iTunes. How Jamaica conquered the world. The podcast for people who didn't know it had. This programme is sponsored by Mary Darby, who kindly donated to Dumpty Dum and would like to highlight the work of Medecins Sans Frontier. The arches, 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 the arches. Oh wait, they've all moved to Sunderland. I have a precarious system here of the spit filters. Mm-hmm. Gone on the fritz, so it's now resting on top of a speaker sideways. Mm-hmm. And then I've got my coffee, my tea, and an open bottle of water, which means one of those is going to be- get uh, booted over at some point. Going to get Tibet. <laughs> going to get Dalai Lama, is it? <laughs> Listen, because we're in a rush, let's just yeah. do this. Okay. All right. This is Dum Dum, the show about the reality darky drama that is centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm Santa's elf, Royfield Brown, and with me I have the Christmas pudding that is... Lucy Freeman. And Santa's little helpers are you. Today's rendition of Barrett Green was brought to you by Isabel, who says that she confidently expects it to be the actual theme tune by Christmas. <laughs> and probably the UK's number one knocking... Who won X Factor last night, Lucy? I've no idea. Well, it was that kind of Ben Watts-his-name, wasn't it? So do you reckon that Isabel's tune will be number one instead of his? Yes. Cool. Well, if that's to happen, folks, we need you to get on iTunes. Oh, the place where nobody writes reviews anymore. And to download it. (laughs) Lucy. Yes. Can you remind our listeners how they win the accolade of Dumbly Dumber of the Week if they so want to be the Dumbly Dumber of the Week? If you would like to share with us a Dumpty Dum or whose sack you'd like to have a rummage in, give us a call on 02030313105 or get in touch via SpeakPipe on the site. Uh, Thanks again to lovely Harriet at Shambridge 
and to Derek. He is upset this morning. He's given homemade advent calendars to all his neighbours this year, but they've not gone down. They've not gone down brilliantly, really. People have been opening the windows and there's Derek standing there, starkers, except for a Santa hat and some pile cream. Um, and then he gives them an advent calendar. Oh. Yes. Yeah, you know what? I need to pay attention. <laughs> I, I, this happened last week, didn't it? When there was an audible silence when you came to the edge. It's fine, I'm used to it. It's like the Glasgow Empire on a Friday night. (laughs) We've had some caller in us this week. So we have calls from Jan from Cannes, who does a bit of wishful thinking. Dusty substances. Oh, I love me Dusty. Dusty. Who thinks that Jimus is a national treasure. Mid Miss City, she's back. She heard us witcher on and moan on and saying that we missed her. But she admits that she's been unfaithful. Joe, Joe Sexy Heels, who's been waiting for Bobby Ewing to come out of the shower. Yokel Bear, who's in a love-hate relationship. I'm in a love-hate relationship with Yokel Bear too, actually. But more on that later. And Goddess <laughs> Diva. The Diva is back who wants a red wedding. I think she's mixing up her docu-soaps there, isn't she? But first, before all that, let's see what Lucy V. Freeman has in her Christmas stocking. beloved we're going to start in this season of advent with a reading i hope you've all got your tea towels on your heads held in place with an elastic band there's a tiny tears in a shoe box being the little baby cheeses and that your parents are annoying everyone by standing up and filming from the pews and it came to pass there was a census taken in borsetshire and it was decreed that the road to the place that was called ambridge was too small so the man called david did sell his soul for a handful of gold and the brothers and sisters of david did say whoopee give us a bit and <laughs> spunk it up underwoods and have a hell of a christmas but the Ambridgeites were angry with him and did turn their backs on him and smite him, which is not easy when you have your back to someone, and did say, you are not welcome in Ambridge. But David did say, yea, verily, but I'm thinking of my children and my children's children. And the village said, yeah, right, greedy guts, go forth and multiply. That's enough of that. You're the only one for me, Ed, said Emma. You or your brother anyway. It's between you two, definitely. Justin is trying to ingratiate himself with the village by inviting the land staff to the shoot. Ed Grundy's going and Will's worried about him letting the side down. I'll make sure he looks right, said Emma about Ed. Not bikini and flip-flops like last time. Ed and Emma finally made it into their own home, or their temporary home grudgingly lent to them by William before Georgie burns it down. Don't be a stranger, said Susan, which was a trifle mystifying as she can still practically see her daughter's house from her own window. On the first evening in their new home, Kira sat in bed, festooned with furry animals, and Georgie was playing on the iPad, downloading bomb-making equipment from (laughs) Al-Qaeda. The invisible man of God was mentioned in passing. Alan's been doing live animals again, said Ruth, and him a vicar. It's not right. Jill is causing concern. She has got indigestion, which in radio drama instantly signals heart attack. And she was worried about having to cook Christmas at Brooker's and do the reading at the church. Now... Mm. I am no Hootie Jill fan, but cut the woman some slack. She is uprooting herself for spurious reasons for a place she's been a pillar of for 85 million years and people seem to be not only expecting her to take it entirely in her stride, but are also expecting her to carry on exactly as normal. I go into shock for weeks if someone moves my iPhone charger into a different socket, so why they're expecting the <laughs> to just breeze through all this is a bit much. Apparently, Eric and Moira White from Manorfield Close chewed Ruth's ear off about selling up. You know Eric and Moira. You do know. Anyway. I don't. Eric, well, I know. Who so, are they? Nobody. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. So why are we bothered then? Made up. Exactly. 
Uh, Eric wouldn't shut up, apparently. Eric, honestly, we can't keep track of half the people in the village not sounding like they used to without introducing chatty, silent characters. Adenoidal Alice, the assistant theatre director wedding planning astrophysicist, is complaining about Linda's interpretation of Blythe's spirit. Now listen, you jumped up little it girl. We can tell Linda she's talking rubbish, but you can't. Shut your face. Anyway, Helen has now backed out of the show too, as she can't worry about her dad and sieve the gravel on the driveway at the same time. Caroline Sterling has also given Linda the bum's rush and is being replaced with a standard lamp. Brian described Adam both as a soft, fruity enterprise and a peripheral activity, which seemed harsh. Adam lost his rag because Debbie and Brian decided to bin Jeff and Andy as Home Farm was not making enough to support four families. Not when one family spends more than the gross national product of Brazil on a kitchen, anyway. So it's redundancies for Jeff and Andy and Brian will drown his conscience in 40-year-old scotch. I still want to know what happened to Sammy Whipple. Killer Toboggan was in a one-woman mission to get in every scene this week. She read Dickens with Eddie forced funny tea on everyone that's too weak to fight her off and then went to visit Pat with whom I am unsure she has exchanged a single word since arriving in the village Mm. when we visited Tony in hospital I fully expected Carol to pop up from under the bedclothes Pat however decided to unburden herself to Carol with Naria hang on a minute remind me who you are again Carol made Pat a sleeping draught, which worked like a charm. She was a little coy about the detail, but it appeared to be two parts chamomile to one part night nurse with a Rohypnol chaser. Jennifer has now suspended her belief that Killer Toboggan may be a psychopathic murderer for long enough to butter her Where do you get Rohypnol from? What? What? Where do you buy it from? Yeah. I think you have to know somebody a little shady. So who would that person be in Ambridge for us to be able to get Rohypnol? I think Carol. I think she's a dealer. Where's she getting it from? I don't know. Another dealer. I don't know. I know nothing about the underworld. That's your department. Why is it my department? I don't know. You're a good Buddhist boy, aren't you? You don't know anything about the underworld. No, we don't believe in the underworld, us Buddhists. Don't you? No. No, I mean the criminal underworld, not the real underworld. Not the spiritual type? No. Oh, okay. Why are we talking about the spiritual underworld? Oh, because of (laughs) Rohypnol. Yeah. So where do you get Rohypnol from if you're a 70-plus-year-old woman and you live in the middle of the countryside? You find the nearest... I'm just trying to point out that you're casting aspersions on the lovely uh, Killer Toboggan and I think she should be called Cuddly Toboggan. Cuddly Toboggan? Yeah. I've never met anyone less cuddly in my life. Do you think she's cuddly? Yeah, I like her. Well, I quite like her, but I don't think she's cuddly. She's quite spiky. No, she's got a little bit of a... She's got a twinkle in her eye. She's got a little bit of energy. And you're right, she's not cuddly. No. But But she's not a killer. Is she? No. Yet. Or a well, drug we dealer. Know, do we? She's not a drug dealer either. No. All right, then. Okay. I take it all back. Or a fence. Anyway. A criminal fence. A criminal fence. Yes. Um, anyway, she's going to go undercover dogging with Jimus and Justin <laughs> Elliott. Uh, Jennifer panicked at the prospect of having to spend time with Rory, so with her commitment mm. to local activities, immediately sorted out a little Christmas shopping in Prague. Poor old Rory will be hitching back from school with a label round his neck saying, please get me home for Christmas. Anyone's home, I don't care. Then Jennifer will make him sleep in a cupboard under the stairs and he'll become a wizard. Jimus, bearded David. Roy Wood was on Radio 4 this morning. Talking about, you know, the guy, yeah, who did the song with Wizard. Yeah. Saying that he doesn't get much Christmas royalties anymore because everyone's illegally downloading. Yeah. Oh. He did not sound like a brummie. (laughs) 
I had no idea he was one of us. One of us. But so is Noddy Holder, isn't he? Oh no, he's he's from the back country. Proper yam yam. He sounds like a comedy brummy. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's not actually from Birmingham. Ah. Mm. But the, 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 why does the Midlands corner the market in silly Christmas songs, do you think? What? Mary Carey's not from Birmingham. What does she sing? All I want from Christmas is you. Oh, I've never heard that. Of or course ha- you have. Well, I probably heard it but not realised what it was. And, like, the Band-Aid one, that's not done in Birmingham. Do they know it's Christmas? Yeah. The answer is, yes, they bloody do, and stop patronising them to death. Yeah. There's Think only about. two Christmas songs that are kind of from the Midlands, so I think you kind of... No, Wham! weren't from Birmingham either. All right. They're from your neck of the woods, aren't they? Kind of North London way. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Hampstead. Well, no, he lives there now, doesn't he? Hampstead. Yeah, but he was from kind of Tottenham way or something or another. Why are you picking on me today? I don't feel that I've interrupted you enough on this monologue. I was there. <laughs> You know, people want to get their money's worth. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, go on, go on. So, sorry, I, I, you know, this is, yeah, please, please, please continue. Did you have grumpiness in your porridge? This mm-hmm. Oh, it was very nice. It was made with salt and honey. <sighs> sorry. No, that's exactly what I thought, but actually it was a triumph. It really was. Really? It's a shocker. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have golden syrup with mine. Oh, it, it tasted like this golden syrup in my porridge. It was, it, but it was honey. But it was so nice, so nice. Mm. Anyway, Lucy, sorry, you've yes, got a monologue to finish, please. <clears throat> uh, Jimus bearded David, who is taking the role of cup of cold sick in the village in the shop. Mm. I only came in to buy my copy of Readers' Wives, David said weakly. Jimus ranted at David about selling out to Justin, who wants to ruin the village, which is now in Jimus's blood having been there for a full half hour. David turned up at the save meeting, still with the kick-me-post-it stuck to his back, and everyone was stinky to him, unsurprisingly. I'm beginning to think he's wandering around the village in a gimp costume as he seems to be going out of his way to look for a good kicking. If I was awash with bits of dead festive poultry shoveling smelly feathers into a plastic bag, the last thing I'd want is Slade chunching on about Merry Christmas, everybody. But poor old Clary sat in the turkey shed once again up to her elbows in turkey corpses, asking Ed to find something Christmassy for her to listen to on the radio. If that was me, I'd be asking for Metallica while I try to choke myself on a rubber glove. The end. Oh, well done. That beginning bit was all very biblical. Yeah, I know that was the point. It's supposed to be like an advent service. You I see. know what the point was. Sorry. Come on. <laughs> and it got me into thinking about the kind of bit in the Bible. I don't know, it's in Genesis somewhere and it's like Noah doth did begat, blah de blah, who begat. There was a lot of begatting, wasn't there? There was, there was. And then I was trying to remember who begat who. And this is what I worked out. Dan begat Phil, who did begat Kenton, who begat Muriel. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. And that's the reason why I went all quiet and didn't interrupt, because I was thinking of the begatting. It's my, my favourite bit of the Bible when it's around to me grandmas and grandma, grandpas on, on a Saturday and you just I was just bored out my Do you just trip. read the Bible for dirty bits? There's a lot of it. There's a lot of semen that fell on the ground in the Bible. People's oh. semen was always forever falling on the ground. Yeah. Mm. There was the begatting then there was a semen but on the ground. But there's kind of only two options really. You either begat with it or you let it drop on the ground, don't you? <laughs> Very... Mm, I don't know. There are many more better, options. I don't think we'd better go down. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say pull out. I don't think she'd be Yes. 
we, we should withdraw from this cul-de-sac of yeah. naughtiness and filth that we're about to go down especially yeah. this is the season of goodwill to all men yes but not to women no 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 goodwill to women oh my god what have we got them to women that's what it is mm. lucy yes because we're in a bit of a rush uh do you do the caller in or us okay hit the phone lines time Hello, Ambridge 3962. Hello, Dumpty Dum. This is Jan from Cannes calling in. I am Mitch Muse on the Twitters. I am calling in to make a couple of predictions. And then at the end, I want to ha- I have a question for you. First prediction, I think there's going to be a huge rift developing between Pat and Tom and Helen and Rob. Rob has his sights set on owning that farm and controlling all the things that happen on that farm. And I think Helen is going to give in and cave in to him, which is sad. I hope she doesn't. Uh, The other prediction I have is I think there were a few hints given from Jill where she was talking with Carol Tregoran about feeling unwell and having indigestion. I think she is going to have a very serious heart attack, and I think it's going to be serious enough that David is going to collapse, is going to cave in, and he's going to decide not to sell Brookfield. I guess that's wishful thinking, uh, but I do. I have a sense that might be where this is going. I think we've all been waiting for Heather, poor Heather, to die. But it sounds like she's getting better. So I think poor Jill, I hope she doesn't have a heart attack, but I have a feeling that's what's going to happen in the storyline. Just to say, I am a public school music educator. I teach kindergarten to grade seven music. And I have a wonderful choir. Yeah. Jan from Cannes. Hello, Jan. Jill is going to have a heart attack, is her prediction. What do you reckon? I think indigestion is normally associated with that, isn't it? All I know is I love Jan from Cant because she told us that she's an educator. Yes, and did you hear the song? I did. She sang you a happy birthday song. I know, I know. Very nice. Thank you. I'm going to Canada on Friday. There you go and see her. Uh, it's a big place, Lucy. Oh, is it? It's rather large. And I've got a sneaky feeling she's in the middle of Canada somewhere. I think she's like um, kind of Alberta or something or another. Oh. I'm going to Toronto. Oh, okay. Mm. Well. But thank you for the happy birthday. She keeps the illusion alive then and not actually meets you. (laughs) That wouldn't be a very good start to the new year before, would it? That sounds actually quite mean, actually. (laughs) Not really. Not really. She would love you. Everybody loves you. You know that. Oh. Anyway, you still going to have a heart attack then or not? I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. Ask Paul Room. Yeah. (laughs) I can't. He's a vet, isn't he? Oh, no. no he's he is a, a doctor. Oh, that's right. But he wishes he was a vet or he nearly was a vet or something. Yeah, but he needed more qualifications to become oh, that's right. vet school. Yes, yes, so yes, he yes. took the easy option. Yes. Mm. Hello. It's Dusty Substances here, the wrong sort of listener. Um, my main thought this week uh, is on the subject of national treasure status. I think we have a number of national treasures in Ambridge, but they are not the obvious ones. Going back, I think we were meant to love people like Walter Gabriel, Dan and Doris, Ma Woolley, Ma Woolley, 
doesn't work for me. You know, they're just laid on with the trowel and I can't bear them. Uh, I prefer the ones who creep up on us. Uh, they're usually an outsider who turns up and everyone hates them. So I'm thinking Aunt Laura, Marjorie Antrobus, Lindy Bots. I mean, the first problem for me is that the Archer family and their acolytes hate these people on site, really. So that's always a very good start for me, really. Um, they then become indispensable movers and shakers, and they're doing stuff that's really important for the village, like protesting about things, running the WI, or anything that the born and bred Ambridgeites can't be asked to do for themselves. And they're always very reluctant to help the people who do it, which really gets on my uh, wick. I think. Uh, and then these wonderful characters, they start to reveal their inner pussycat and we adore them. Absolutely adore them. So I want to add someone to the list. I want to add Jimus. I've loved Jimus from day one. He turns up with a broken leg and he could not have been more irritating for Shula and Alistair. I mean, that's brilliant, isn't it, for a start? Um, gives them the right runaround and he starts being really subversive with Daniel. That was good as well because Shula really hated that. And then he befriended Kenton, who is absolutely scrummy. So great, great judge of character from the get-go. Oh, and now he's giving it with both barrels to the absolutely appalling Dopey Dave. I was cheering him from my, my little office where I was listening. I was so excited. I couldn't love Jim as more. I absolutely, seriously couldn't. I'm also loving Blythe Spirit. Alice is quite right about Linda's delivery. And I'm very fond of Linda, but she's got this one wrong. And Alice is absolutely right. We need to have a better delivery. I had a very similar problem in the past with one of my twankies. They do need telling, really. Dusty substances, unlikely national treasures. Well, yes, anyone who gets up Shula's nose is fine by me. I... I... Is that the link from Dusty Substances to going up noses? Yeah. Okay. Lots of uh, drug references, really, in, in your kind of monologuing and kind of like <laughs> references this week. There wasn't. I don't know anything about anything that makes me talk bollocks faster. I'm not interested <laughs> Crying out loud. Yeah, who do you, I reckon uh, if I had to give national treasure status to somebody, I think it would be Caroline Sterling. Why? Because, because she is upper middle class, she is quietly subversive, she gets her end away when no one's looking, and still manages to, to maintain this holier than thou thing. Oh, to be, she helps on. out that the That was like 30 years ago. Who knows? She could be still at it. And she sort of always knows what to do for the best, and she doesn't put up with any of <laughs> poor old Oliver's. Caroline, would you like to come for lunch? No! All right, then. Uh, she kind of... But uh, didn't she nearly work herself into an early grave because of all of that a few couple of years back? Yes, but we all make mistakes. Mm. No, national treasure is... Mm, for me, it's Linda. Yeah. It really is. It's just Linda, full stop. Yeah. What, did she what does she embody for you, then? She embodies a can-do spirit... Yeah. Um, she's. We did win the war because of people like Linda, didn't we? Because of her sniff. 
<laughs> How did that defeat the Luftwaffe? <laughs> <laughs> because Linda does not take notes. She just quietly bulldozes. Well, not very quietly, really. She just bulldozes her way through things. Mm, no, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and you could have had her at Bletchley Park because it's real attention to yeah. detail as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. she, you know, it's Linda Snell. Not How Carol. the hell are they going to do this flipping play? Mm. There's um, now no cast, none. Well, it's just well, how you yourself said it. Every year, the play is always headed for disaster, and she pulls the you know the the fat yeah, out of the fire. It's never this bad. I mean, all they've got now is a chaise long, a gramophone, and a standard lamp, and that's it. That's the cast and Linda going sounding like no. Mystic. Then they've got funny bloke from Penny Hassett or wherever he's from. Oh never yes, Douglas Harrington. There you go. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Then um, Cuddly Toboggan's coming coming into the rescue too. Yes, she is. Mm. But she's only playing Mrs. Watsit, which is a minor minor um, uh, uh, character. Okay, Lucy, for yeah. us Archers listeners that grew up yes. reading Marvel comics and not yes. uh, P.G. Woodhouse, can Off. you just give us a brief kind of synopsis of um, Blind Spirit, please? Well, I'm actually, I completely disagree with 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 uh, Linda's interpretation of it in that it was supposed to be a bit dark and to do with death because it's not at all. It's about men hating women largely, which is why the comment was so brilliant to Helen. I hardly need to give you any instruction about what, about any direction about what it's like to live with a man who hates women. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, it's about a, uh, a rather unpleasant, sharp man um, who. When's it said? Uh, in between the wars, I think, uh, possibly, and Korean War and the uh, yes, World War, World War Two, okay. right. and they're living in the country. They're a little bit bored, and there's a local eccentric called Madame Arcati, who cycles about a bit mm. like Linda, played by Linda in this, and uh, she comes to their house to do a séance, and she, despite being a fraud, accidentally unleashes or raises the ghost of uh, the husband's first wife um, who he can see and no one else can and uh, the second wife is kind of trying to deal with the ghost of the first wife who is absolutely foul to her uh, and Not much of an elevator pitch that you know have you ever been to Los Angeles and like <laughs> had to go and like deliver an idea to some movie mogul but I doubt I doubt Noel Coward ever did an elevator pitch yeah, but he was like funny with it and stuff, and he could have got through mumbling on and it being like kind of quite witty. I, I, you lost me a long time ago with that. It doesn't sound like anything I want to listen to. Well, it's very funny. You need to watch the film. It is very, very funny. Who's in the film? Oh, God, I can't remember. Oh, Margaret Rutherford plays Madame Arcati, and she's absolutely brilliant. Oh, you love her, don't you? I do. I am. You're the embodiment of her, exactly. I am planning on being her. I'm going to look like a sofa by the time I'm 55. Joyce Grenfeld or Margaret Rutherford, which one would you rather be? Or Gertrude Lawrence. I don't know. I'd rather not look like Margaret Rutherford. Given <laughs> 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 half a chance. But I don't think that's in my gift, really. I think I will end up looking like a badly stuffed sofa, whatever happens. So there we go. I thought you looked quite lovely um, last Monday, and I told you so. Yeah, but you did it in a wonderfully Royfield way, which is going... Why, by saying you look really nice? No, saying, you look all right. Have you done something? (laughs) Then you said, no, no, I meant, have you put... Have you put, you know, you know, makeup on? Because in my track record, I can't say anything else or it'll sound like I'm hitting on you. <laughs> 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 Who 
which was an, all a very Royfield oh, compliment. Thank you. Well, you, did, you, did, you did look nice. So. Thank you very much. And thank you for, for buying me lots of drinks. That's right. I think I should have not bought myself quite so many drinks, but there we go. You, you did neck yours rather fast. <laughs> I should have concentrated on buying you yours. Mm. Yes, never mind. Never mind. So, have you dis- have you told me all about Blythe Spirit? Yes, you're not interested anyway. Well, not just much. Just being all chippy today and having a no, go no, at No, 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 no. But it just occurred to me that there's a general <laughs> air of everybody knowing what this play is all about. Yes. And I'm part of the minority that, as I said, grew up reading Spider-Man, Batman, uh, and then went off to college and didn't read anything. I, you know, I, I kind of made films and, and drew. So all this PG Woodhouse malarkey is just all, all over my head. Well, that's all right. No, I know it's all right. But yeah. I'm just saying, so I needed a little bit of a, a quick catch-up. Yeah, and then you moaned when I gave it to you. Because you... You delivered it in such a boring and leaden way. You really <laughs> did, Lucy. <laughs> You're being really, really no, horrible. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But anyway, listen, uh, yeah. so have we dealt with Dusty's call? We have, yes. Okay, who's next? Hi, it's Miss Mid-City here. Um, I've not made any contribution to the podcast for a few weeks because I'm just not feeling the love for Ambridge at the moment, although... I am Ambridge till I die. I've just kind of fallen out of love with it. I've been a bit unfaithful, to be honest. I've been listening to Serial on Radio 4 Extra. Apparently, it's the most popular broadcast in history with 5 million downloads, but I'm sure Dumpty Dum's not far behind. Anyway, I've just not been happy with what I've been hearing. It's just been a bit lacklustre. And... I'm one of those who maintains that even fictional characters should behave true to type because that's what that's what I've grown to like about the fictional characters in the archers they've been fairly constant throughout all the time I've listened to them they're reliable they're kind of predictable it's mundane and it's kind of boring sometimes but with these weird changes in personality with every change of voice that there's been um and it's been inevitable that I haven't liked some of the changes but it just undermines whatever investment I've made in each of the characters. I know there's bound to be changes in the cast, if you've listened to the programme for as long as some of us have, and I know that it's irrational to, to want them want these fictional characters to stay the same but I I just don't buy into whatever it was that Kerry Davis was saying weeks ago about these story arcs being carefully thought out that's rubbish I mean we've heard from such a narrow section of the cast that that cannot have been the intention and it doesn't ring true I can't believe Pat is going through this real crisis with Tony's health and Kathy's not around that doesn't make any sense and that Ruth is is going through another bit of here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Family upheaval and Usha, who's supposed to be her best friend, she's not around. That can't be intentional. And these, it's going to take a while for me to get used to these new voice people. And now I'm thinking, well, who else are they going to get rid of? Uh, We've not heard from Debbie for a long time, and the actress who plays her is busy. So are they going to write her off, or or are they going to have uh, someone replace her? I don't understand why there have had to be so many changes and so many people just fading into the background they're just they're just being mentioned it's quite clever on the one hand to keep them in our consciousness but at the same time i want to hear from them oh well yeah i do want to hear from them even if it means hearing from the likes of alistair and uh, and nick grundy and um Kathy and Jamie Perks and and the the Tuckers it it just yeah I'm just really dissatisfied because we've not heard from Matt and Lillian for ages either okay Lillian's been to the hospital to see Tony but I just want some more of these old favorites and I want some neatness I just want them to tidy up some of these really untidy storylines and stop stringing them out the the adam and charlie thing enough already and oh the one that just keeps gnawing away at me is fallon and the blinking laughing policeman i've had enough of it can we just tie up some loose ends and move on at miss mid city who oh, is yes. not happy she says mm. it's lackluster mm. at the minute uh, story arcs aren't being carefully thought out. Uh, she's raised two very interesting points. Pat is going through all this, and Kathy has vanished. Kathy, her best oh friend. Oh my god! Who yes. hangs around like a bad smell when she's in trouble? Mm. But you know, this isn't true to type at all. And Ruth is going through hell as well. Mm. And what's Usha doing? Her best friend Usha is acting on behalf of the Save campaign, which Ruth hasn't commented on at all either. She, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best to, I don't know why, residual loyalty to um, 
Uncle God Kerry Davis, I think, to 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 understand all this. Well, they're just trying to speed things up a bit and bring in new storylines. But that is crap, really. I the think... fact that Kathy's vanished with Pat and Ruth is acting for the save campaign and Ruth hasn't mentioned it. Usha is acting for the save campaign and Ruth has not mentioned it. I mean, that is they are clanging errors. Mm. Well, it's to do with... Uh, I think this is more to do with the Archer's accountant because the, that bean counter is saying, aye, aye, only X amount of characters per episode because we need to throw them, you know... Um, X pieces of silver more mm-hmm. and we can't afford to because that but is then absolutely right. He's in every sodding scene. Mm, that's Isn't a very she? good point. Someone said she's being played a flat rate and everyone else is being paid by the word. So she, <laughs> she's <laughs> filling in all the you know, she's filling in all the backstory for everybody. Mm. But it's not it's not right. It's the, it's not right at the moment. This is horrible. It is like watching an old friend going for tests and you don't know what's wrong with them mm. at the minute. That's what it feels like to me. An old friend going for tests? Mm. Medical tests, you know. Okay, as opposed to test cricket. Yes. <sighs> you are being obstreperous today. No, 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 no. But you know when you talked about Blythe Spirit? Yeah. Um, and you yeah. said there's this woman, that, yeah. an eccentric, rode around on her bicycle. Yeah. I went to college in Worthing and there was an old eccentric bloke who used to have a straw boat. There's going to be some listener out there who lives in Worthing that will remember this gentleman. Or who is him? No, he must be dead by now. I'm going to say some of our listeners, it's quite likely. (laughs) 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 And they complained about the voice quality last week. (laughs) So this bloke rode around on a bicycle in Worthing in the late 80s, early 90s. He used to have a straw boater on uh, comedy clown red nose. Um, Used to be immaculately dressed, uh, but like in kind of pinstripes and whatever, going, fuck off, wanker. Fuck off, wanker. <laughs> Ooh, up your skirt. Ooh, look at the tits on her. Fuck off. <laughs> He's just riding around on his bicycle with a comedy so that's, nose. And... That's quite significant Tourette's, isn't it? it uh, I don't know what it was, but it's very entertaining. It was. He was an absolute Doesn't treasure of Worthing. Really explain the, um, the clown nose, though. <laughs> <laughs> He was just so immaculately turned out. And he go, ooh, you wanker. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh, my, my time on the South Coast. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's what you're... I'm going to turn into Margaret Rutherford and you're going to turn into that. <laughs> oh, God, no. I, I hope not. <laughs> right, we'll both be Margaret Rutherford then. That's yes, right. please. Okay. Jojo Sexy Heels here. Thought I would uh, let you know my thoughts on Carol Togarin. I am really enjoying her herbal remedies. You just know that those raised beds in the garden are going to be growing belladonna and poppies and all those other lovely things. But then I had another little thought. I remember Dallas years ago when Bobby came out of the shower and it had all been a terrible dream. I'm just wondering if the dream of the sale of Brookfield is something that the scriptwriters have somehow penetrated into our listening habits so we think it's going to happen. But all of a sudden, on Christmas Eve, David will come out of the shower and say, oh, I've just had the most terrible nightmare that we had to sell Brookfield. What a good job it's not true. So, here's hoping that all those little herbal remedies have just been infused into our daily tea and coffee and it's all just a terrible dream. I know it's a bit mad, but it is Christmas. Cheers, everyone. Jojo Sexy Heels, 
is really enjoying Carol's herbal remedies storyline. I'm upset with her. Why? She didn't tell me what she did. Oh no, she didn't, Near did she? Mid Mid Miss City. She runs a shoe dusty. shop. She's a foot model or a shrubbedist or, or something. Just a foot fetishist. Look, if people, if you don't tell us what you do, we're going to make stuff up, right? Mm. Which will be much worse. Uh, what do you reckon Miss Mid City is? Um, Psychotherapist. No, I think she is the chief executive of Coventry City Council. She's not really, is she? Have you looked? No. Because I don't, I've no idea what her name is. How can I right. look? I don't know. But I remember she told me off for saying that uh, she's from Coventry. She said, I'm not from Coventry. Do you remember? Yes, I do. Mm. So I think that's what who she is. Okay, well, that's what she'll be until she tells us what she actually is. Um, I am not enjoying Carol Toboggan's bloody herbal nonsense because I'd stick with my, with my, with my earlier uh, rant that... She doesn't need to be a flipping witch. She can just Listen, be a bright When it comes to Carol, woman. cuddly toboggan, you've got no right to talk because you're all over the place. You're inconsistent. Move on. Nothing to see here, listeners. Talk about something else, Lucy, because you make no sense when it comes to this woman. I do. You don't. You hated her last week. You loved her the week before. You know, she was your sister in arms. You, you were burning bras with her the week before. You know, it's all about, you know, patriarchal society that does down on women and calls women witches. Listen, then the week before, the week bra, before that, yeah. a dare out, but anyway. <laughs> mm. I don't think you have any intellectual, psychological posture to give us on Carol Cudley Killer Toboggan. Worth listening to. Sorry. Right, fine. Um, anyway, she also said that uh, it's all a dream. What have I just said? I'm talking about Jojo Sexy Heels. Oh, yes. Oh, Dallas. That was it. Yes. Uh, she said it's all a dream and that Bobby Ewing's going to come out of the shower. And, and David's going to come out of the shower and say, Ooh, oh, I had the strangest dream that Brookfield was up for sale. Oh, I just wish it would be quick. Whatever's going to happen. Mm. I'm fed up. It's going to be either Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, isn't it? Yes. There's going to be a thing. They're going to find the water or find the drought or whatever it is that's going on. Mm, absolutely. Hello, you two. It's Yogel Bear here. Um, I'm phoning this week um, about the person I love most in Ambridge and the person that I hate the most. Let's start with the person I hate the most. It's Alice. I know it should be Rob, and I do hate Rob. You know, Rob needs a smack in the face with a frying pan. But Alice just really gets under my skin. And here's why. She doesn't seem to have a job. I mean, or, or at least she's never doing her own job. I mean, now she's assistant. Um, she's an assistant director in the play and throwing away around, oh, I want it done this way. Before that, she was a wedding planner. What? I, she, her job just seems to be everyone else's job. I was surprised, actually, that when they landed that Rosetta thing on that comet, that we didn't see her in the space control room pushing everyone out of the way, going, no, 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 I'll land it. Um, she's just into everyone's business. I just, oh, it really gets on my nerves. Every time she comes on, I'm like, ooh, God, it's bloody Alice again. On to more positive things. person I love the most, Lillian. That laugh, that laugh just... If, if we get a Lillian laugh on the archers, it makes my week. I mean, everyone knows somebody like Lillian. Everyone knows somebody who's just the ultimate brilliant good time. She's just fantastic. And also as a gay man, just could you imagine it? Can you imagine Lillian 
on a night out in a gay club. The drinking, the laughing, the pushing the drag queen act out of the way and belting out a show tune, because that's what Lillian would do, and I love her for it. Incidentally, script writers, if you're listening, I think Lillian at the gay club is a plot device goer. It really is. So, yes, yeah, so two love and hate this week. That's what I've been thinking about, love and hate. So, yes, that's it, really. Okay, then. Goodbye. Uh, Yokel Bear hates Alice. Hoorah. Um, no, she doesn't seem to have a job, does she? Well, she presumes she seems to have one because she gets paid, but she doesn't seem to do it. Uh, and she just potters around the village helping other people with theirs. Um, and he wanted to know whether or not she landed that Rosetta thing on Mars. <laughs> and where is Lillian? Well, yes, Lillian is the ultimate fag hag, isn't she? Mm. And she did, she was quite close to Ian and Adam, particularly when Ian moved back. And she helped, they decorated her house, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I think so. Or did she decorate theirs? Somebody decorated somebody's house. Mm. But you're uh, right, though, she was super duper close to, to Adam, yeah. wasn't she? It was Auntie Lillian this and Auntie Lillian yeah. that. And they were, yeah. Mm. Now poor old Ian's gone. And I love Ian. We haven't heard from him for ages, have we? No. Mm. Other than that, that takeaway about three months ago. Yeah. Maybe still waiting for it. Blimey. You know um, what? Yeah, Eleanor Bron has hoovered up everybody's lines, hasn't she? She has. Yeah. See, it's kind of tainted that for me as well, because I'm kind of thinking, have we got her... Who do you think the Archer's Actors Equity representative is? I don't know, but do you think we should get in touch and alert them to breach? I hope it's not Eleanor Bron, because then... (laughs) (laughs) For the sake of all the other actors. (laughs) It's the Monopolies Commission, I think. <laughs> Hello there, Dumpty Dum. Goddess Diva here. Secret agent and flying trapeze artist is what I do for a living. Cheers for asking why. I would just like to say how much I've enjoyed the pure and utter filth on the arches this week. There was opening sacks, then there was tipping feathers, and then Linda got teabagged by Jim. It was all disgustingly filthy, and I loved it very, very much. Or maybe that's just me who's disgustingly filthy. But I still loved it very, very much. Um, really, really not very happy that Helen's pulled out of Blythe Spirit because I was hoping it would be a bit of a wake-up call for her about Titchy Knob, who must die. Just to remind you, he must die. But generally enjoyed it this week, especially the idea that there are going to be guns. All of the farmers are going to have guns in with Justin Elliott or Justin Lannister as we shall now call him because I have a feeling that he's going to round them all up together and kill them all red wedding style okay just a quick one from me this week I'm still loving the show still loving the podcast and I will hopefully hear it very very soon bye goddess diva naughty naughty tickling feathers and people being teabagged with Jim and yes the shoot all of the farmers in one place with guns I think that this, my prediction is, this this shooty thing mm. is there is going to be an incident in which Justin will push Will to do something he's not comfortable with for safety and Ed will stand up for Will and that will be the beginning of the rapprochement. It's between. not the beginning though, is it? Well, no, but, but well, like a continuation. Another signpost on yes. the way to the rapprochement. Yes, which is the, the only... Detente nice thing that is happening in Ambridge at the moment so I really hope that that does happen no, because no, if they no. have another massive row mm. it would just be suicidally depressing well it's not the only nice thing there's Emma becoming independent and not a whiny old cowbag yep there is the um hmm. yes that's it, that's it. <laughs> 
that's a thing. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's the end of the voice messages. But we've had an email from Elizabeth Church about uh, we were talking last week about Rob ordering that potato feed and how mm. to get the, the details. She said, "I think it wouldn't have taken much for Rob to have found out the password and pin code for the Bridge Farm internet account by saying, Helen, darling, we may need to order some feed. I wouldn't want to disturb Pat." That's a lot easier than a check. What do you think? Yes, I think that's probably right. Mm. But then she sounded surprised that he'd actually done it, Helen. But then Helen often sounds surprised, but she kind of, she's she's in that horrible position of lying, isn't she? She's kind of defending Rob and uh, she's lying to everybody, really, including herself. <sighs> anyway, um, Cosmo, what is Umrah, by the way? It's that's what's... that forum. I think you got told off for. Yeah, what does it well, stand for? No idea. Oh, Umrah. It sounds like something. Oh, no, that's She-Ra, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Umrah. Um, He-Man. Cos- oh, that Uvavu. Right. <laughs> 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 uh, it has been proposed that Doctor Who... This is on Umrah. It has been proposed that Doctor Who should arrive, sort out the invasion of the voice snatchers, putting the village back to normal, with Fallon leaving the village as the assistant to the Doctor. The credit for this idea should go to Vicky, not me, though I wish I'd thought of it. We have no idea who Vicky is, so we're going to give you the credit, Cosmo. Wouldn't Fallon make a great Doctor's assistant? Don't you think? I don't know, because I don't know enough about Doctor Who, if I'm being honest with you. My kids forced me to watch it. When I go to Canada, the Doctor Who bonkers. Maisha forces me to watch it when I'm over here, but I spent precious time at home on a Saturday recently. Uh, I don't really know, other than... What I can say is, on the Twitters last week, I said my day would be complete if my favourite actress blew me a virtual kiss. And guess who blew me a virtual kiss? Was it your favourite actress? It was. Yay! I would. I texted you and said she's done it. <laughs> I know. And I didn't even have to like tweet at her. There was no hashtag Dumpty Dum. Means he looks at my Twitter feed. Ah. Mm-hmm. I was properly made Loves up. you. She loves you. If only that were true. Roy Field and Fallon sitting in the tree. K-I-S-S. That was a very nice birthday thing though, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I had 36 hours of birthday fun. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was, there was drinks with you and Harriet and Sir Mary D and that was all nice and and then you uh, you managed to drink loads and then run <laughs> off <laughs> just before we got to Leicester Square it's like I'm just going to run off and leave you and no, then you, you ran off you crossed the road and I didn't cross the road yeah and I said let's go into this bar and, and I, I said, crossed the road no. then I looked behind and then you were running I'd never seen you move so fast <laughs> up the road towards the tube you thought thank god I've shaken this man free I'm off Walthamstow here I come I was like Lucy <laughs> and then I went to the BFI I was taken to the BFI uh, the day afterwards uh, my brother and some friends and I had a cake and that was all very nice and then Maisha and I hung out on uh, on the Wednesday and uh, we had a lovely Indian and blah 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 but I think before I get on the plane to go to Canada um I think I should hot foot it up to where does Joanna live again? Wales, wasn't it? Yeah. Welsh borders. I think I should go up there and just demand a kiss. It'll uh, probably be my last chance. It will probably be the last thing you do before she calls the police after <laughs> that. <laughs> okay. But but I might not come back. From Canada? Yeah, because then I'm gonna go to San Francisco. 
you will come back. Hmm. Won't you? Dunno, really. I think you probably will. I think well, you'll I've, miss it. I've you'll miss the rain. It rains a lot in San Francisco, actually. Oh, does it? Yeah, 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 yeah. We all think, because it's California, that it's all, you know, golden sunshine. But it's, um, it's very, very, very uh, changeable weather. It's a bit like Manchester. Rains loads there because it's, mm. some, it's on some bay and I don't know. And, like Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Seattle. It exactly, exactly. It's always raining on Fraser. See, that's how I, my, my geographical knowledge depends entirely on sitcoms. <laughs> it's not very good, is it? Well, I think you will come back, and I want you to come back, and so does everyone else. So no, 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 no. No, but they won't even notice because you know we'll just do it over Skype. They will because it will matter not we like to feel your vibe, Roy. No, you are in Paul the room will not notice. Neither will Goddess Diva. Mid Miss City doesn't give a tinker's cuss about me anyway. Um, who will notice? Me. Oh, okay then. Well, I'll think about it. Okay. We've had another email mm. about Killer Toboggan from Moms, who yes. said, listening to Carol peddling one of her remedies to Pat this morning, mm. I wonder if the reason John died was because she encouraged him to reject conventional treatments and she tried to cure him with her herbal teas. This would explain the letter Jennifer got from John commenting that Carol had been acting funny and why Carol would return to an estranged spouse to care for him because she thought she had the answers. Tony had better watch out. She will turn up at his bedside next, trying to fix him with a mustard poultice and a watercress foot bath. <laughs> it could well be something like that, couldn't it? I mean, she's. I mean, she said that she wasn't going to see any of them over Christmas and uh, yeah. uh, that, all that. Or the assisted dying dignitas stylist yeah. idea. Both yeah. incredibly plausible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Anyway, that's all the messages. Uh, if you've done that, I think we should get all ITV and have a commercial, uh, okay. kind of like Sojourn. Fancy getting your mouth around something warm? Something comforting you can really get a firm grip on? Why not buy a Dumpty Dum mug from the shop at dumptydum.com? Goes down lovely. Oh, that was lovely. Um, why don't we now do... Now we've done the caller in us, so let's do Lucy. Yes. What are your top five hashtag? The Archer's tweets of the week. <laughs> Archer's listener said, I bet Freddie's got no friends and will end face down in the street, drunk like that Blair boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dusty Substances said, that, I can't remember which, which episode it was, but it's kind of really over the whole week. It could have been any of them. That is totally the sort of episode we want. The Brookfieldites in the shite and the play rehearsal going wonderfully. I presume she's being sarcastic because the play is going anything but wonderfully. But anyway, uh, this, you see, this is the kind of listener we have. This 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 fills me with... No, with the joy. set was looking really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you, people aren't going to... She said, people, we aren't selling any tickets. And I thought, well, that, that's because they want to just... No one's going to pay to just go and sit in look at someone else's sitting room essentially on the stage and then go home again with nobody on it this fills me with joy this tweet uh because of the 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 the, the caliber of our listeners kate marzillier said i hope by opening night the strained relationship between alice and linda will have reached klaus kinski werner herzog levels <laughs> <laughs> i love the fact we have listeners that can relate the archers to klaus kinski um trh rach said right you better get the bleep machine out for this, by the way. Right. We better have Debbie if we're having fucking Kate thrust upon us. 
And it's like a payoff, isn't it? I'm sorry, you have Kate. So in recompense, you are allowed Debbie. This is a sad one. Sad, sad, sad tweet of the week from Karen Eldridge. Mm. But it was sad because it was so true. She said, I have just realised we're being prepared for the day when Carol is the only person left in Ambridge. And it is starting to feel like that, Karen. I know exactly what you mean. But I thought everybody was like, Eleanor Bron's so cool. She's so hip. Oh, my God. She is she's so cool. So now cool. everyone's bloody moaning. Just because she's in everything. The people that we want to hear from have vanished. And instead, we've got her in every scene doing everything for everybody. Mm. That's true. All right. Fair enough. Uh, that's it. Tweets are done. Caller inners have done. I've interrupted you a little. I've segued and so the show's over. Hmm. Alright then. <coughs> Lucy. Yes. Do you remember we had that chat last week? I do. Well, we had... Which chat am I referring to? We had about 100 different chats, didn't we? But the one where we got a bit emotional. you mean? Yes, we did. Yes. And um, why did we get emotion? Because... All the lovely people that are donating money and sending us pictures of them with their dumpty dum mugs and everything. And we haven't even been going a year yet. And it's, I don't know, it's just lovely, isn't it? The the way that dumpty dum has been taken to people's hearts. It's very, very, very nice. We have a community of lovely people around us. And mm. I got all a bit kind of, oh, it's a wonderful te- teary. And, but you're always an emotional kind of, you know roller coaster anyway yes but even i could see that you know you were even more of a roller coaster because of this and and it's all very very lovely Mm. so um but i got in trouble well we got in trouble last week for naming people who brought us mugs uh because apparently half of them were for christmas presents (laughs) (laughs) so people like i i i know what i'm getting for my better half So uh, we won't be doing that again in an awful hurry. So this week our lips are sealed, folks. But just to remind you, we have a new range of Archer's merch in our shop, which you can use to fill your Christmas stockings and generally endear yourselves to your friends and relatives. So go to dumdydum.com and click on shop. Now, we love you lot big time. And if you love us back, there are many ways for you to show it. You can hit the donate button on the site and give us cold, hard cash. Moolah, the reddies, Wonga, or... Oh, you can go to patreon.com. You might want to oh, spell that Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Search for Dumpty Dum and you can donate $2 a show, which is about £1.30. Now... It will. That's you can. You can get. You can't even get a pack of tea bags for up for that, can you? No, you can't. You can't. No. Um, now, Dum Dum is free and will always be free. But as we kind of said before, we do have to pay for hosting and server costs, and our server costs are going up because you lot are downloading more and more shows. So, if you'd like to help us out, you can go to Patreon and do that. Uh, now, the best bit of the show—it's what everybody's <laughs> waiting for. It's news, reviews, reviews of the news. Now, we got a review this week from... Greavesy69, God love him. Now, he wrote a nice review, and that's it. So that's the end of news, reviews, <laughs> reviews of the news. Now... It's hardly worth having a jingle, really, is it? There's only one. <laughs> For the love of all things holy, folks, this review thing is important. So if you've not done it before please do it now moving over onto the facebook where we now have 565 likers oh yes uh, now here is midi bell with other archers related facebook goings on 
Hello, Dumpty Dummers. Millie Bell here from Australia. This week, our Facebook page was busy with listeners responding to our suggestion that those of you who enjoy the podcast could pay a small voluntary subscription for each show. Now, I have to say that without any prompting from Lucy or Royfield, I thoroughly recommend that you do this. I do this for a tech podcast that I listen to, and I do it because I get value from it and I really want it to continue. So if you value this, a small donation would really help. Back to Ambridge Matters, we asked you who you would invite to a dinner party from Ambridge, and uh, we got a range of uh, suggestions with a range of reasons. Polly Coman said that Fag Ashlil with her delicious dirty laugh and Carol with her herbal tea would be her choices. She's not sure how much intellectual dinner chat would result, but lots of wicked gossip and giggling would be guaranteed. Peter Kwan said he thinks he'd invite Spearmint and Bartleby because his roses would benefit from them and they could go for a ramble around Rodborough Common afterwards. Tim Porter is going to invite Frida Fry and Sabrina Thwaite just so he can hear what they sound like. Peter Lambert wants to invite Charlie and Adam so he could lock them in a room until they finally just got on with it. Uh, Hannah Clark would like to invite Lillian for the gin and Helen so she could slap her. Susanna Taylor said if I invited Ruth I know she'd be impressed by anything I cooked and Jazza because he'd be lovely. Tom Oldfield said Will and Ed to get them drunk and mention dogs and watch the explosion. And Guy Labrook said Rob and Lillian. Rob would bring charm, wit and worldly knowledge and Lillian would ensure the drinks flowed, would tease the other guests and flirt outrageously. Carol King said David and Rob, the good and the bad, both handsome chaps with lovely voices. And Sharon Evans said she would invite Lillian because she would be the best dinner party guest ever. And Brian, so she could play footsie under the table with him. We won't tell anyone, Sharon. Thanks, everyone. And keep chatting to us on Facebook. It really does brighten up our day. Now, remember, you can also send us a voicemail message via the site or you can call us on 0203 from a normal phone to leave us a message because without you, it's just me and her. Um, now, you can ping us a regular text message if you like or you can find us on the Twitters at dumdydum or you can tweet me at Royfield, spelled R-O-I for India, F-I-E-L-D. Or me at Lucy V. Freeman. So please, please, please keep those reviews coming because we want to be top of the podcast charts, but we're never going to be unless you write some bloody reviews. <laughs> Before Clary gets in it, our turkey stock up her nose. Hi! That's six minutes past 11. I know. So you've got to go. I have. All right then, to the listeners. Bye-bye. Um, finally, Royfield, you little sauce bucket. You got me all of a blush last week, you naughty boy. Ooh. Oh, happy birthday, Royfield. I think I'm going to sing you my song. I have a little happy birthday song that I like to sing to people I care for. Happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy, 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 happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Royfield. Happy birthday, Royfield. Happy birthday, Royfield. Happy birthday, Royfield. Okay, that's all for now. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.